and welcome to the 55-1 podcast. My name is Wes Burdine. We're back with a soccer version of the soccer podcast that we have here. I am pleased to be uh, joined by Rodrigo Sanchez Cheveria. How are you, man? You're in a onesie. Tell me about this onesie that you're wearing. Oh, okay. So, um, so yesterday we turned on the central air in our house <laughs> for the first time, right? Mm-hmm. Um and well since i live in the basement living out my college dream um it's usually about 10 to 12 degrees cooler so with the with the ac on it just makes it even colder so it's like 45 no 50 55 60 degrees out nubia loves it i'm cold so yeah you I can't really have my, a, my you onesie so you can't really have a space heater going when your ac is also go i mean you could but that would be you could yeah. but burn the planet defeats the purpose of spring uh mark mark fangmeyer also joining us how are you man i'm doing fantastic how are you wes uh, great what what kind of uh homebrew or, or or what are you do you have going i am drinking bourbon and hams oh excellent so yeah burbams as i call Burbans, it if you will that's, uh, that, that's uh <laughs> it's just a fight with the daves i know and their rum hams <laughs> Corey shreppel uh you sir uh it's good to see you as well um any updates? You survived the uh, the NPR um, uh, member drive. Congratulations! I, have. I did. Thank you. It was uh, our first pandemic based member drive. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was successful. It was good. We'll see how it shakes out. But yeah, we're all doing well, and uh, yeah, I'm happy to see all your faces on this audio only podcast. Yeah. Well, it's great. hiding the lead. He actually got to do a Zoom meeting with Julie Andrews. I did. Yeah. Tell yeah, tell us mm-hmm. actually I don't think you talked about it on the pod. You like talked about it after the last time we recorded, you were telling us about it. So Yeah, this- so 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 I work on this podcast called Julie's Library and it's basically uh Julie Andrews, Mary Poppins for those uh, uh uninitiated. Um she and her daughter read children's stories and we sound design it, we add music and it's it's delightful and it's a much needed uh, reprieve from the general world mm-hmm. and um you know we're doing some pre-production we're recording some interviews with some special guests to um that will that will be featured on the show and for the first time like i've had phone conversations with her and we had a zoom meeting uh with a guest and we were all me and a couple of the producers her daughter and then julie connected and we've never I've never actually seen each other in prison. It was just like, oh, hello, Corey. And I was like, oh, my God, this is everything I would want and more. And it's just, what is my day? Like, it's... Can you sing to me, Julie, please? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about the spoonful of sugar again? <laughs> that's, yeah. That, uh, it was, it was delightful. And it was just it was one of those days where you just sit back and go, what what am I doing? Like, well, this is, yeah. is this really my job? So... Well, so were um, you not allowed to take screenshots of the Zoom meeting, or? Yeah, this that's in her mean, writer. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, a bowl full of green M and M's. Yeah, and no Zoom screenshots. <laughs> um. Uh. So, and also, do not ask me to sing to you. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, it's 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 good to have you guys uh, back. I've obviously been doing the music, uh, three songs. Um, we we uh, did Bruce and then Alexi and then uh, I just we're recording on a Tuesday so I just put out um, the interview I did with Ariel Castillo so we'll I'll probably wait to put this podcast out until Thursday um, to hit before the weekend um, 
it's it's been a lot of fun to record. Uh, um, not that not that I don't miss uh, talking random crap with you guys, but um, uh, yeah, it's 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 fun to have you back. So and it's been fun to do those things. So I'll probably do a couple more music ones because I don't think next week we'll have a ton to talk about. But maybe we'll do this version every every week, every other week or something. I don't know. We're all figuring it out. Um, but it is nice quarantine stuff. Uh, we do have a uh, new equipment coming. Thanks to our pa- Patreons. Um, I, I like put in a huge order of like, uh, mics to send to everyone and a couple interface units. And it like took up basically, uh, six months of the, the Patreon stuff. Uh, so anyway, thank you all for your support. I know. I, I don't know. I, Patreon is such a weird thing, but I'm, I'm glad that people want to support us and feel like they want to chip in a couple bucks t- because, uh, you know, when you buy uh, over a grand's worth of equipment so that people can uh, sound decent, uh, it, it, it certainly is nice. Um, Docker and fidelity. Yeah, yeah. I not, know. not infidelity, yeah. but and fidelity. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what people do with their mics, but <laughs> <laughs> my mic... I'm I, I'm I'm only true with my mic. Uh, so we are going to talk. We've got mainly Bundesliga and just random news. Um, uh, let's kick in first with, with uh, Bundesliga. I'm going to be honest. I have not been watching that much. I've been watching the Bundesliga two when uh, St. Pauli play uh, because I just um just getting interested in random games is not my thing. Um, but having St. Pauli back has been like so awesome. It's great to talk to my. Uh, you know my my few St. Pauli buddies about it and uh, and watch it on delay. Uh, but tell me what you guys two weeks into uh, Bundesliga experiment, what's uh, what's standing out to you? Thus far, my new favorite team in Europe, Union Berlin, is yeah. not doing so great. Oh no, but um, they're still my they're still my favorite. It's fine. I mean, uh, they're, they're gonna come around. They're in thirteenth place. They're staying up, which is the most Im- right. that's the most important part. But. But yeah, I had high hopes. I was like, oh, they're going to start. They're going to kick off the restart against uh, Bayern Munich. It's going to be great. They're going to upset them. It's going to be amazing. And then they didn't. Mm. And they kind of just got like worked the whole time. And like, it should have been more than two nothing. But yeah, I think you should have set your expectations way different. I know. (laughs) They're going to take off the like team that's won eight of the last 10 championships. They're going to do it. (laughs) I know it. Because I just started following them this week. Um, But this weekend, they have Mainz who are in 15th place, well below them. Uh, and so, you know, that's, that, that is good. Is, are, are you watching these on uh, Fox soccer match pass or, or is that? No, has, I just have, I just have SS, FS1. So I get okay. like three or four a weekend and that's about it. Okay. Yeah. We've, we've got, we've got the, the Hulu live. So we got FS1 and two. So you will get, sometimes we'll get games that are on simultaneously and I'll just watch one and record the other. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I would say like at f- the first week it was. Because now we're two and a half weeks in, and it it felt um, it felt a little bit like preseason uh, in terms of the pace and um, how snappy all the players were. But yeah. um, but it was uh, it was good to have something to look forward to on the weekends, early morning, go watch some soccer. Um, I would say there's like there's been a lot of discussion on Twitter about. Um, the crowd noise stuff or so for those who aren't aware it's um this is pretty common in a lot of sports broadcasting but um you know obviously there's no fans i forget what the name the the germans have a name for it like the ghost games but um 
uh, no, I'm sure Geisenspielen yep. was uh, was the phrase in uh, um, in the St. Pauli. It's like, it's like they, Glockenspiel they or something. Yeah, but, it's um, Glockenspiel. They're playing in front of the Glockenspiel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, the, the first thing that I noticed and a lot of my other production audio people noticed, um, was really how starkly different the, the sound of the games were, um, just how cavernous, cavernous some of those stadiums were. And, uh, at least Fox in the U S weren't piping in any of the optional, um, crowd ambience that they have access to. So we started to see a little bit of that this week in the U.S. because um, Sky in the U.K. has been doing it. It's like a separate channel. So like you're watching the game in Germany, you get the commentary, you get like the just the standard, you know, what whatever the sound is in the stadium, and you have the option to turn on the fake, uh, mm -hmm. you know, synthesized samples of crowd noises. Um, that there's an engineer for every broadcast that has this giant board of specific buttons where it's like here's a whistle and here's this crowd noise and here's a cheer and here's a boo so they can almost play the crowd uh in real time and so it's like dj crowd noise exactly what i want to um, see actually i imagine it on like this 1980s synthesizer and i just imagine this guy kind of um bopping back and forth and just like yeah elaborately yeah. playing like doo, 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 doo. it's 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 very it's very much like a thomas dolby guy. thomas yeah. dolby meets like uh Amadeus kind of vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I'm yeah. exactly. Um, I'm picturing uh, 1980s uh, Amadeus playing like his little uh, um, yeah. MIDI uh, keyboard. So I I hope that I actually want them to I want them to record that keyboardist. Yeah. The, the I thing just want to know where yeah. the Endis Contour button is on that big old board, so you can infinitely just push the button and just hear him scream goal. At yeah. any random time, I just want to be able to, yeah. to know where that button is and that board, and just want them to to press it just randomly. There's got to be a through. dance remix. Uh, the um the thing that that I was actually reading it today, Derek Ray, one of the uh, well known commentators, was was had a pretty good Twitter thread about it. Um, he was saying that all of these broadcasts, at least, at least for Sky, which do a lot of the um, simulcast for the U.S. to Fox, um all of the crowd samples are from the actual teams that are currently playing. Mm -hmm. So there's mm -hmm. like a little bit of a, it's not unethical. It's like you have the crowd samples from each team that the engineer or the mixer can use in, you know, however they need to, but you'll see like the biggest thing that I found was um, the, the Leipzig game this weekend was really subtle and really, really nice. But like today's, uh, the Der Klassiker with uh, Dortmund and Bayern, I think I thought it was just way over the top and it was just mm. constant and it was like just too much. Interesting. How was? Anyway. Let's talk a little bit about the soccer. the The big game obviously was um, Bayern beating Dortmund. How was the? What highlights do you want to point out from that game? I think it was really interesting because what Corey was saying at the beginning, the first couple of games was like literally watching like sloppy high school soccer in a sense, mm -hmm. right? Where like I mean people slide tackling studs up, people were like there were lots of uh Ibsen back passes to the to the offensive the, the wrong offensive third and then there should have been watching shoot. Quick one two one two on the wings that were creating opportunities. 
this week, this, at least this this week so far, it's been um, much crisper and much better. I think uh, the their classicer was 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 a really interesting intense because literally the first 30 seconds into the game, like Dortmund, like uh, Holland boy, pretty much almost if he would have just chipped it, he would have got everybody on that. Out. 30 seconds yeah. in, and Dortmund was was attacking, and that was the majority of of what I saw in a sense of um, of Dortmund's approach was we're going to press and we're going to attack and we're just going to bombard as much as we can. And that limits, of course, Bayern, whose majority of its offense a lot of the times comes from the wing. So you're relying on your left back and then you're relying on Alfonso Davies. Mm-hmm. But when they can't, when they, when they can't push forward, um, they, they can't really be that, that, be a part of that offense that really clicks really well. And each team had his own chances. I think Dortmund was probably the first 30, 40 minutes was, was pressing. But then the last 10, 15 minutes, it was, it, 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 it was just something that you've seen Bayern do the last couple of games. Like they did it to Union Berlin, I believe that they were playing tough. Union Berlin was playing them tough. And then literally right at the 40th, 45th minute, uh, a goal goes in. And that's how you end the first half. Um, let's talk about Alfonso Davies. Um, he's been getting quite a lot. I mean, before before the quarantine, uh, um, everything, it's just been an amazing year for him. Uh, but he got quite a lot of uh, praise, including from uh, Thomas Muller, who, who called him the, the roadrunner. Um, and and uh, I, I saw a clip of, of the um, play that Muller was talking about where... Uh, um, it's a it's a counterattack from uh, from Dortmund and and Alfonso Davies is jogging is jogging and then suddenly he sees that uh, that Holland is is going to be free and he just he runs like thirty yards in one second and just suddenly it's like a glitch in the screen or something like that and it's like oh shit he's right there and then he just like catches up and and shuts it down it was it was he was fantastic I think the uh, the the Muller what was the Muller comment I think it was this one. He, he gets the opponent uh, when you think, oh, I have time, I have time, and then meep, 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 the roadrunner. <laughs> the FC are you, roadrunner. Are you like live and, producing uh, this and, now? Uh, steal the ball. So. <laughs> meep, meep. Meep, meep. Uh, meep, meep. Actually, he gave it three meeps. Uh, that's how good it was. Wow, you're, you're really uh, uh, up, uh, upping the, the production game here, Corey. Hey, hey, Patreon, Patreon subscribers, get, it, get that meep, meep. That's only, only... Soccer, <laughs> soccer infidelity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, like that, that reminded me a lot. I, I forget which game it was when we were back at Nessie, and where like Miguel Ibarra was maybe three fourths up the field, and there was a counter, and he was just walking it back, and somehow he just books it, and the ball gets past the goalkeeper, and is literally about to roll into the goal, and he just stops it on the line and just turns it. Right, he gets to the goal, stops the line, and turns it and passes it after somewhere else. It reminded me of that. Of that of that part, I forget what game it was, but I remember it so vividly because, like, me and my oh. wife and my two other kids, Santi was playing with his with his cards on the on, um, with some other kid in uh, over at Nessie, and then we were just like, wow, did we just see him just really just book it sixty yards and just stop the ball that 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 at the goal line and just kick it out or pass it out? I mean, it just that is one of the cool things about about Bayern is being able to watch not only Alfonso Davies but how they trust their young players to be able to put them in situations. I would have never thought of putting Alfonso Davies as a left back after, after the, the amazing moves he did on us when, when he played for the MLS. I'd be like, 
give the give the guy eight and just let him let him let him go wild. But no, a left back um, seems to be no a right back and and seems to be the position that he, he he's no left back taking left a hold of. Yeah. So. Um. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, Bundesliga 2, St. Pauli are back. They had a win, and then they had a 4-0 loss. Um, they will play again uh, Wednesday, so after this is, uh, is broadcast, and then again this weekend. Um, it's it's really funny watching that, speaking of uh, broadcast noise, because usually when we watch it, um, there's no clock, there's no scoreboard, there's no commentary. It's just the crowd noise. And so now literally all you're watching, you have nothing to go for. It's just a game and the screen. I mean, it, it is pure preseason. It's like Tim it's Hayes. It's a high school scrimmage. It's like uh, Tim Hayes down in uh, Orlando at a preseason game, streaming it for for uh, for Dark Clouds back up at the is bar. Is there? Is there? I haven't. I haven't had a chance to watch any of them. Is there any in stadium sound, or is it just picture? Just picture. Oh no! Uh, I mean, you can you can hear the coaches. Okay. So, so you can yeah. you can hear them yelling at each, at each other, and it's yeah, uh, it, it's fantastic. And they still have the goal music in the stadium, which I always they, thought was a yeah, nice touch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so <laughs> nobody Saint, except for the players now. St. Pauli scores, and and uh, Blur's song two comes on. Yeah. <laughs> um, Danish Superliga is back um, this Thursday. Um, uh, so Aarhus um, are, are playing Rounders. Um, uh, Tell me, tell me, Corey, did you write these notes? Who's, who's... I, I did this. Okay, Mark, yeah, Mark, tell me about this. So yeah, basically, these are, way, these cool. are way too detailed for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just yeah. copy and paste it, guys. <laughs> uh, no, uh, so basically what they're doing is they're going to have, uh, they have, you can start, you can order tickets for free, and it puts you into a different Zoom room for each, for all the 22 sections in the stadium. So there's like an away supporter section, there's a neutral section, there's like the supporter section, there's everything. And so you pick what stand you want to be in, and then they're putting up screens in front of each stand around the field. Oh, wow. So that everybody's cheering will be broadcast to the players as they're playing. And you watch it as a group in your room with everybody else, depending on, depending on who you want to. Please don't for. show your junk to the players. I know. That's my one. I was like, oh, I feel bad for the players having to see so many. I'm, sh- like, I'm sure there's someone who's just going to be monitoring kicking up. I mean, surely, right? I hope so. I, that I sounds... kind of love the idea, though. Like, if we can't go to all in field at all, at least, yeah. like, get together virtually and, like, hang out. Yeah. You can have a beer. You can chat during halftime with whoever's in your – yeah, a uh, little you know, room and talk about the game, and you can cheer and like you can yeah. look. And if you're on a section that's facing the cameras, you can look stupid on TV. It's great. Um. Well, uh, um, uh, Gladback. Sorry, I was going to try to bring up the Gladback story of having the uh, the cardboard cutouts uh, of people that you can put in the stadium. I think there was also uh, was it. Uh, Korean soccer or baseball, where they they baseball had the sex, sex dolls. dolls, the sex dolls. Yeah, yeah, that sounds I, 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 like I'm pretty sure that those were like the six thousand dollar real dolls. Like they I, had to have been. I don't know, Corey. Yeah, I don't and... know anything about the six thousand dollar sex dolls. Let me tell you about our new sponsor, Wes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, they looked like a lot more expensive than like the blow up dolls I've seen at bachelor parties. Let pa- me just say that they pa- looked pretty real. Patreons are only getting us uh, <laughs> good mics, the, but the, of, the advertisements um, are getting us the the really good sex dolls. Yeah. <laughs> this adds to the argument of Mark wanting a sex world in St. Paul, right? 
<laughs> Wait, we we have fantasy gifts. Um. Yeah. Uh. I. I. So I'm. I'm kind of wishing. There's many things about wishing the bar was open. I would love to be able to uh, to put that up on the big screen for the for the Rounders uh, Arhos game, um, and and uh, have the the bar log into that. But maybe I'll just go on my own. I was I was interested. Like I was like, oh, like I was hoping it would be like a Saturday morning match yeah. because then I could actually do it. like it's like it's on at noon uh, this Thursday. So it's like, well, I'm working. Like I can't just like I mean I could yeah. I'm working from home. But uh, but you can so like I was like maybe I should just order a ticket and like go hang out with a bunch of of like you know Danish people and be like what's up guys and I'm in your group now. I might just uh, cut cut homeschooling a little short that day. Um, so, I mean, so, so they, they could become my Mark? third favorite team in Europe right now. <laughs> so, did, did you did you guys bring out the the drinking the drinking games when Gio Reyna came on? No, I didn't. Did he ever come on? He did. Yeah. Oh. He was on. Oh, he had a couple it. touches. He was in on thinking seventy seven between seventy and seventy seventh yeah. minute uh, yeah. when he came on. So. Yeah, yeah I guess that's the, that's the other that's the other that's the other piece is that uh, all teams are getting five subs for all of these games now. Yeah. You that's just make about the it. universal. I was gonna say but that I, I was looking forward to see if uh Ulises Yanis was going to get a, a shot at yeah Wolfsburg that was the big today. one and it, it did, he was on the bench but it didn't make it even though that was where was it was able to not have an issue with their opponent so that was but that's that that's promising at least to be able to see that I'm looking forward to see if that if that happens at all so um so, so I, want to, I want to share a quick commentary on watching uh the better classicer okay in Foxport Deportes right so Sometimes what they do is they, 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 just, they just ramble on. And so I, I forget who, who was the coach who had a little notepad with a little blue or red pen and was writing down stuff. And then one of the announcers was like, hey, is he taking orders for tacos in Tortas? And he put in that order. <laughs> How do we get a hold of the guy? Hey, hey, does he have a red pen? Does he have another pen? We need, we need to be able to put an order because we're all hungry. Which <laughs> is one of those, 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 those funny moments that you probably don't see or hear about in any other of those other broadcasts. It's just that one of the reasons that I that I listen to the the, the announcers in Spanish. So, so the um the Bundesliga this weekend. Before we move on, um, probably the the most interesting games are Schalke versus Werder. Um, Werder obviously are fighting. They're um, fighting to get out of the relegation zone. Um, Gladbach play Union on uh, Sunday. Schalke Werder is uh, Saturday at eight thirty in the morning. Gladbach uh, Union play um, eight thirty on on Sunday. Uh, I mean, Bayern play Dusseldorf. I don't really give a shit about that. And Pat- <laughs> pa- Paderborn versus Dortmund is is not exactly a barn burner there. Köln <laughs> uh, versus uh, Leipzig. I guess is uh, that's Monday at one thirty. Um, let's move on to a couple other European things, which is uh, La Liga is set to restart on June eleventh, um, and. What what's going on with the with the others? Oh, with like Liga, I mean, I, they're they're set, but I mean, I don't like the 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 LA the La Liga Mexicana is is closed now. Yeah, and yeah, so they're done. But um, that, that's that was interesting because I didn't think they would come to a solution as every other league has kind of waited it out. They were just like, no, we're done. Yeah, so. 
So that 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 league's out. I know like other leagues in in South America are, are finally being able to call it off and just not do anything that way. But it's just, mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, it's it's just weird. I mean, the Liga. I mean, unless you got B in, do you really care about the Liga? You can't really watch it anywhere else. Unless you got Fubo TV or something like that. I'm not... I care about it because I care about football, Rodrigo. <laughs> I care about broadly. <laughs> since what? Since 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 uh. Since what year do you care about football again? <laughs> uh, anyway, so uh, now I they they got a June eleventh restart as their as their approval. I don't think they're going to start until similar to the to the Premier League. Uh, I don't think that they're going to start um, June eleven. Premier League is June twelfth. I I can't see them starting before at least third week of June. Probably not until July. Realistically, yeah. Um, you know they're going to start ramping up close contact training in the next couple of weeks. Um, but it's just, it's just a slow build. You need, you know, two to five weeks, depending on, on what your league is. And uh, I can't really see them ramping everything up in two and a half weeks. Yeah. So you know? are, are we expecting that something like for EPL or whoever, that they're going to start up and then finish and then basically have like a week off and come back and, and start getting ready for, the, that's the August, you that... know my uh you know Jurgen Klopp and a bunch of the other coaches have said basically like we're we're just effectively treating this um yeah we're wrapping up the season and yeah we're going to be committed to it but it's it's almost going to also serve like our preseason mm-hmm. like an early preseason like we're just going to have to blow through this over the course of however many weeks it's going to take if they're going to do two games every 10 days or something like that or a game every three days or four days um to get the next nine matches done um because everything has to be wrapped up by august because uefa wants to wrap up the champions league and the europa league in august and then they're just gonna start the next season yeah well i mean for most of the teams it's it's meaningless anyway um liverpool have to have to just basically um walk their way to the to the win two you know. two out of nine and they're done yeah yeah right. let's take a break because i want to um um take a break and then we'll come back and talk uh mls Back on the 55-1 podcast, let's talk mls uh you know we have no real actual minnesota united uh um, uh, stuff to, to mention. Um, but, uh, you know, there has been, there's kind of like three or four really great articles that have come out from the athletic, um, uh, about, uh, the kind of, uh, the, the planned, uh, or proposed basically the negotiations, I guess, for, um, potentially coming back. Um, I don't know who, which of you wants to, to run down this, but I, w- I will say it's very fun watching, our own uh, Jeff Reuter, who helped me start the 55 One uh, podcast, who um, uh, being out there uh, uh, helping break some of these yeah. stories. Yeah, it sounds like he's just like pissing off Don Garter a lot, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to move your way up, right? You piss off. You got to f- piss off locally first. You got to piss off everyone with the team first, and then you got to to move to the to the big leagues. Uh, you know, uh, Ruder had his um, his uh, humble roots in pissing off NASL executives, uh, but <laughs> but very very early into his career was getting uh, who was it? It was the um, 
shit, it was the owner of Fort Lauderdale Strikers who was uh, who referred to him as that boy or something like that, <laughs> or that kid. I think it was that kid. Uh, I like um, that, that boy, Reuter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but what I mean, anyway. So, uh, um, but then the, the great, the the kind of funny part about it is that then. Uh, Don Garber sends out this memo to all these to all the MLS staff saying, um, you know, we're going to be we have hired a, an investigative team to to follow up on these leaks, and uh, you you know anyone who talks to them about X Y and Z specifically calling out the athletic, and it's just like that's hilarious. And it, was then, like, it was like a ridiculous fine of up to a million dollars. And then just, it's it, like, it was oh, like, you're going to find your social media. Like, no, even, no, it was, even, even owners were, were, um, being, uh, uh, like threatened. Like even if a, an owner was caught, it was, te- it was team it. staff too. Yeah. 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 I doubt this. I doubt like, uh, you know, bud over with uh Nashville, uh, social media is going to get fined a million dollars, but, uh, but Don Garber or, or um, uh, Bill, Bill McGuire texting Reuter and getting uh, fined a million dollars would be pretty hilarious. Um, so, yeah, it was great. And then the that, athletics that, that million dollar fine better go to the Midway Fund. Yeah. And then the athletics uh, um, <laughs> uh, but like article talking about the uh, the uh, the leaked memo. So like. Uh, Don Garber threatens everyone with don't leak anything. And then it gets leaked to the athletic, the athletic, uh, uh, puts that up. It's like such a humble brag. Oh God, it's perfect. Chef's kiss this week. But, um, (laughs) let's actually talk about the, what's been leaked, the, the potential ideas of the, of the tournament details. Um, uh, Corey, do you want to like run, are you like fully versed in these? Do you want to give us a summary? So, I mean, I have to pull up some of the details, um, just as a reminder, uh, I can start. Myself. They all yes, get to go to the hotel in Disneyland. <laughs> what? Why would the Why would the players' union say no? Who? who I know could? it's it's the happiest place on earth. <laughs> the uh, um, hold on, I have to because I, I don't want to get this detail wrong because there's um. There's one part of it that's uh, basically what they what they're going to do is essentially it's going to be a World Cup style like a Champions League style tournament where you're going to have um, groups and then knockout rounds, et cetera, et cetera. Um, essentially, what they're going to do this season is um, it's going to be uh, each team would play five games apiece, and it would be uh, a random draw of teams in your own conferences six teams in three groups and one Eastern conference group containing eight squads. So it'll be three groups of six, one uh, group of eight, um, five games apiece, top two teams in each group advancing to an 18 knockout style competition. Um, Group stage games will count toward the regular season if and when it should resume. So again, it'll just be within your conference. Um, That part is so weird, but yeah, it's, I don't, I mean, because I mean, I guess on one hand, you're going to play everybody in the Western Conference, at least for the Loons. You'll play everyone twice, and this would at least count for, I would imagine, half of those. In some cases, twice. It leads me to believe that they have no idea what the schedule is going to be, if and when it comes back oh, to yeah. to home market. So it's just going to be let's get this done, and then we'll deal with the rest of the schedule once the dust settles. Um, 
Nothing has been talked about in terms of prizes or trophies. Uh, I've read a couple of things that the winner could possibly get placed in the CONCACAF Champions League. Um, so there's a, a little bit of uh, skin in the game. Um, and uh, only other little bits about this is that Nashville would remain in the East for the rest of this season, uh, leaving the West with 12 teams and the East with 14. So you have at least um, an equal number or uh, an even number of teams in each conference. Because I think the rest of the season, if it resumes, will only be interconference or intra-conference play. Yeah. And then playoffs will go to, um, which I really like. I think it should essentially treat it like two tables yeah. and go from there. So there's a, a few details here. I mean, the, the one is the really confusing part of the group, group stage games kind of toward regular season and then... The um, the tournament part being really confusing, and, and what do you get from it? You know, you've got a final that will be played in front of no people, and and maybe it, maybe it'll earn. A, I'm sure by the time it's played, they'll know what what you'll earn. It'll just be a very um, very bizarre and, and surreal thing. The whole thing smacks of Bill Peterson NASL era when they were like, "Well, we need the Cosmos to come in." And they're not going to be ready in the spring. Um, we can't make them wait another year. So let's just have two seasons, a spring and a fall. Why not? And then, and the, like, and it's just like, uh, and then we'll do this. Um, you know, I, I'm a little bit sympathetic because obviously we all want to see soccer back uh, in some way if it can work. And if you've got to create some crazy ass system, you've got to do it. But it does have, it does have the uh, a little bit of the. Uh, the, the dime store magician, like, hey, and now we've got a CCL spot in your ear uh, feel to it. Yeah, and there's just so many details to work out, which I don't, I don't know, it just seems tough. Like, uh, uh, Taylor Twelman has, like, um, a show on, like, like on uh, ESPN Plus, and, like, he just has some players do call-ins with him. And uh, Alejandro Bedoya called in and was just t- talking about the player side of it. And he's like, yeah, we have a lot of questions, like, He's like, and he, he was very blunt. He's like, you know, essentially what you're asking the players to do is to spend seven or eight weeks in what amounts to a, a luxury prison where they're just going to be quarantined in a hotel away from their family for almost two months. Well, like, the, then, cra- the crazy part about it is they're also quarantined from each other during that period. And it's just like, what is the, f- what is the fucking point of like putting them in a prison if, if it's not a closed circuit and they can't, and engage well, with one because the because the ho- the hotel staff they right. they said the the hotel staff isn't going to be quarantined with them right and so, so it's like you're you're going to have enough contact with people from the outside world yeah I mean my my thought it though is like if if you're doing this then at least like be able to have a closed circuit in inside and and you know the the staff will be coming in but um but like they can you know you don't need to really engage with the staff personally as a, as a player, right? You, you're picking up your food somewhere or whatever. You could still, you should be still be able to engage the other, the other people. Um, the, the other parts about it is that, and, and listening to um, uh, Paul Tenorio and Sam Stachel have the, the allocation disorder podcast and they, they kind of laid out all these details pretty, pretty well. Um, you have this thing where um, it's really unclear why they're doing this, why they have to make this big sacrifice. Um, you you have people like Christian Ramirez who 
his wife is pregnant, right? She's he's like expecting a child in seven weeks. Yeah, and, or even a bigger star like Carlos Vela, like yeah. is expecting a child in like six weeks. Carlos Vela is not a bigger star. Let's just be clear. <laughs> but come on, I mean, all right, Wes. A, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna let you slide on this. A fellow star. Look, look, yeah. look Vela has better hair than Christian. Okay, oh, I just, that, is, well, that is true, especially with Christian bleaching it. And yeah, Christian did go Cisco in the last couple of weeks, but he looks like I did. Like my prior to my freshman orientation in college, my mom maybe bleached my purple hair, so I didn't. I wasn't that guy at orientation, so I had that color hair as well. So I understand. So you weren't that guy, but instead you were that guy. Exactly. I was like, Thanks, you were mom. the other that guy. <laughs> Thank you, mom. Uh, I know. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I, I feel like the purple would have been better. Um, I, have you guys noticed? Also, Christian has, has like really launched his like family lifestyle brand as well, right? With the 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 Ramirez. I haven't, I haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel yet. Yeah, I I won't. No offense. I love <laughs> Christian, but uh, it's it's no, I can't. Um, well, is uh, it more than just like his post serial contract, like? I think it's I think it's just like they're gonna be cooking and it's like him with his family and like already oh, I like I have not seen that. Like I just saw, I just remember like he signed like a serial contract. Yeah. It was like it wasn't just him, it was his whole family and like they were all kind of gonna be featured in I mean they're adorable stuff. and God bless them. I just don't wanna see any other family's YouTube content. I barely want to see my own. Um, <laughs> they have they have three hundred and sixteen subscribers as of Tuesday night at ten PM Central. Uh, there yeah, are click two videos. 317. All right, listeners, let's get that up to 400. We can do this. 420. All right. <laughs> um, so I, I guess once I had like learned all the details about this and like a month ago, I was like touting, why don't you just sequester them in Portland? And now that I like you think about, um, like all the, all the extra details to this, which is that, you know, for, um, for some of these players, they're getting paid a lot, um, and they're, they're doing this this stuff. And okay, um, they they can at least be like, I'm making big bucks. But you also have to bring along, um, I forget what the count was from each team, but the, like the base level of staff is like 16, I think, with technical yeah. staff, you know, content, it's a you know, PR person. You bring those people along. Those th- those people, some of them are making like. 35 40 grand you know what I mean? there's some people who are like and it's like they're gonna they're they're gonna like you know they're not like risking their lives but they're just like away from their families right they could have kids on the way they could and have also their things. hotel tab alone is going to be more than what they make yeah, in, it's, in a year it, it's so wild and and to me the it's just preposterous like there's no way they should do this tournament it's completely meaningless um it's it, it, it is um, kind of exploitative or just dis- disrupt- disruptive and disrespectful to the employees and the players and all these things. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't see, like, I would, I'm like now at the point where I will be mad if they do this. I think it, unless they do, you know, they just like give crazy hazard pay, like just, just like sequester them here and then charter a flight to, uh, to frickin' whatever uh, market you're going to. Yeah. So players take a 6 to 8% cut, and then they get hazard pay? No, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that's, that's what we're, that's what we're, we're, we're yeah. that's what it's looking like. I mean, yeah. the crazy thing is how many of these games that would be televised, would, would who has the broadcast rights for that? Would that be it ESPN? Would, all that's, ESPN is taking place at ESPN. Yeah, so ESPN, yes. right? 
Yeah. ESPN and ABC probably would get it, get some yep. of these games. Yep. And, and, and the conglomerate that is Disney owns all of that. So, mm-hmm. so then it's just, just, it's, just, it's just a way for them to be able to, but I mean, it just doesn't, doesn't make like sense at all. To, in my head, they'd be like, why would you put players A at risk and, and other people at risk without having some sort of a better plan or idea? I mean, yeah. what, what that, if... that's for it to be able to put, put a product out there because you require require money but the thing is that the tv contract didn't even give them that kind of money yeah so what what is really a stake here then i i and and i don't know if it's just they want to jump on it because they want to be the next one back because that's a huge marketing opportunity um i have no idea but what if they let families come because like who else is staying at those hotels in disney all throughout disney well, maybe the no. nba the yeah, nba may exactly. be back at the, or the nhl yeah yeah, yeah. Just... And the chill tends to their season, so I don't know if they're doing any of that. Well, they they're, they uh, they announced the their their format is going to be like 12, 12 teams playoff postseason. Yeah. yeah, but maybe they'll just like let let all the MLS players bring their families and just let them loose in an empty Disney park for ten weeks. <laughs> oh man, the Ramirez's uh, family content of uh, being lost <laughs> in uh, in Epcot. In the Center. Pirates of the Caribbean. It's just Zara going to Disney World. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> Oh, right. it's gonna be, be like a whole TV series. Netflix is gonna pick it up, and we're gonna watch. Watch. Uh, is there a Jurassic Park? It'd be like a, actually, it'd be like a a, a Scooby, a Scooby Doo uh, reboot yeah. with with the Ramirez family uh, at the yeah. base of it. Uh, but and Miguel so, shows so up. And is, is Miguel Scooby-Doo. shows up, and he's like, uh, uh, "Yo, Christian, <laughs> I'm afraid of ghosts." That's my. That's my. Uh, uh, it's it's just like yeah. I would have gotten away with it too if it wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the deal: uh, charter flight. Like if you, if I'm a player, and I'm I'm at least at home with my family, at least able to like live a semi-normal quarantine life, uh, semi-charm quarantine life uh, uh, with them, and then I go do my training. However, we do it. Like everyone, you know, obviously, right now when these teams are coming back, you hear about what the Bundesliga is doing. Um, and then when you want to go play in Colorado, you get on your chartered plane, you fly to Colorado, you like do all the things, you get to the stadium, you play, and then you do like to me, that is exactly the same, except it has like all the bonuses of like getting to live your life with your family and not having to be apart from them for six years. I, I just don't get it. Like, what, what, what are you but getting? ML, wait, MLS has chartered planes? You can, uh, and it would be way cheaper, right? It'd be way cheaper than having, like, uh, having the, the freaking trying to uh, create Alcatraz, the hotel. Or, or, or even, you know, even, even clustering games to smaller regional group stage things like re, like blow up the whole schedule and re and rebuild it but allow people to go and travel somewhere and be there for a week and play two games and then fly somewhere else or two weeks and play two or sure. three games and three four games and then fly home right um, right you have you have right you have four teams go to portland uh to play on saturday and then the opposite play on wednesday and then go back and then, yeah it's like it's like treat it like the preseason tournaments sure you could do something exactly. i mean that I'm sure that has, if I think about it longer, it would also have downturn, you know, I, but to me, like, there's no, there's no advantage of this tournament. Um, uh, and anything else with, with MLS stuff 
uh, that, uh, or, or, no. or concerns with this? Yeah. Oh, there's, a, there's a Chris Wright thing in the athletic, but so, yeah, uh, the athletic reported to, is that today? I think it's today. Yeah. It was, yeah. That, it was this, um, this morning, Tuesday, the Tuesday morning, Tuesday morning that, um, basically all of the major, um, sports teams, they're kind of front office folks, uh, you know, uh, Vikings, twins, uh, Minnesota United, wild Timberwolves links. Everybody has like a weekly, all of their like top brass have like a weekly check-in every Mm. day or every week where they're like kind of like going in and they're they're coordinating and they're like, all right, if we're going to come back this, this year to have live entertainment, live sports, something going on, um, how can we do it? And basically they're coordinating together with the governor's office so that they can kind of like come up with best ideas and everything. And the, the, for Mr. United, the thing that came out is that um, Chris Wright said that um, if they decided to do social distancing at Allianz Field, that they could accommodate about 3,900 people. So of the, you know, 19, you know. Atasca Society. Feet. Finally, it'll become useful. <laughs> oh, come on. Like, you think that people that are like the schmucks in the supporter section are going to get those tickets? <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, everybody, that's why you invested in the Upper 90 Club or whatever it's called, because you get those 3,900 tickets. Yeah, because, I mean, you, what is it? It's like 14.5 is what the season ticket holders are, so it's less than 10%. I thought they upped to like 15, though, didn't they? Because yeah, I thought they added more. Yeah, sure. that might be right. So, you know, it's less than, either way, 7.5-8% per game. Do they rotate them? That's going to be yeah, a nightmare. I mean, would they really have, like, you know – you get to go to every fourth home match this season. Congratulations. I'm and there will be three. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, do you, do you think that we see any live uh, home home games uh, this no. year? No. 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 Does anyone want to go? No. I mean, yeah. Not I right do. now. I do. Like, uh, I, will, I would risk Ebola. If Ebola There's was so out many, there, like, just uh, stupid logistics. Mark, I like, don't fucking care. I like would metal risk detectors it. and bag searches. Like, I don't how care. are you going to do that? I don't just like. I I don't care if there's cavity searches. I would go. I'm going to check that anal cavity for uh, the COVID. One moment, please, I'm, Wes. Yep, I don't care. I'm in. <laughs> I I do not care. I I, I love it that much. <laughs> um, just get right. a drone and just with a camera and just. Fly it around there. What? Sure, you can do that. There, I'll be Alexa in the Gomez stadium. would knock that right out. Of the I'll air. be the one person <laughs> in the stadium yelling. Um, It'd be like the uh, the the was it the, the was your suggestion on Twitter? Just have us at the Bundesliga game. Just have one yeah, just, solitary fan behind each opposing goalkeeper. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think that would be hilarious. I my also my idea for Orlando for that tournament if they do it um there's a guy named Tim Hayes super rookie who is a uh, legendary from the NASL days of being just just a batshit dumbass crazy dude um he's not dumbass but uh and just yelling all the time we would I will I will use all the remainder of the Patreon funds and rent full stack speakers and give him a microphone and a PA and just have him be outside the stadium yelling at the stadium with like, he'll have like a live feed that will be like five seconds behind and just yelling at 
the stadium and, and cheering. That, that's You'd like be like be like Rob Schneider and Happy Gilmore. Just yeah, exactly. You can do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so and I'll drive all night uh, without going into any uh, rest stops or anything, out touching anything, and I'll I'll go there as well. Um, NWSL are they coming back? Going to Utah. Yeah. They're gonna like do the same thing. The 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 Orlando. They're gonna sequester and pretty much. Yeah, that's weird. But it's nine teams. I think I think most of them have agreed to it. Meg, uh, I forget her last name from the Athletic. Linehan. Um, Meg Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. No, Linehan. She's yeah. been on yeah. this podcast before. <laughs> she's gonna see how long it took him. She's been all over it. Um. Yeah. Okay. It's basically, all nine teams are likely gonna head there early June. So on uh, the next week or so. Um, it's still all a little cloudy. The biggest thing that's unknown is um, if any of the women's national team players are going to commit or if they're all going to kind of collectively say, yeah, we're not doing that. Well, that would be a tournament worth watching then. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, all your best players aren't playing. Yeah, cool. Great. Love the B squads. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, Great. I would love to see our B squad play. That means more chicken time. That's true. Yeah, I, I, I guess so. Um, but Heath would still find a way to bench him. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, let's take one last break, and then we'll come back. We've got just a few questions, and we'll, we'll wrap things up. Back here on the 55.1 podcast. Here we go. Running toward the end, Steve Lindley says, what's a reasonable price for the cardboard cutout in the stadium thing, and what would Minnesota United charge? <laughs> I like, I like the uh, subtle question there, Steve. Uh, how much would you guys pay? It was it, um, Gladback did this, and it was for a charity. Um, I would pay, I'd pay my $20 to, yeah. to yeah. do that if, they, if it was I'd, for a charity. I'd pay 20, 30 price, bucks. Right? Yeah. All right, 20, but the thing is, what's the printing right? cost for a cardboard cutout? I mean, I, my cardboard cutout would have me holding up Heath out on it, but, you know. I think that's, the, that's more than, that would be considered more than one cutout, so you have to pay sure, double. Yeah, that'd be $40. That'd be yeah. $40, sir. You and the sign. Um, yeah, I think they would charge like 60 bucks a pop. I was going to say 75 bucks a pop. That's what they would charge. I would pay $75 if I knew that where the money was going to, like if it was going to go to charity. Like, I wouldn't. If it was going to go to the staffers. Go so, towards so, the Midway Fund or the staff. Yeah. That's the only way, yeah. Um, Midway Fund, by the way, you know, I think we mentioned way back um, that Minnesota United did contribute to that. The, the Midway Neighbors United uh, Funding Collaborative um, uh, ended up giving, I think, uh, 30 grants to, to small businesses in Midway, which is pretty awesome. There's, you know, there's, um, everything from like hair salons to like, uh, shit. What were the places they got it? I think they're putting out a, a press release this, this week. Um, but there's all, all like when I saw the list of like the businesses, there's just like a ton of businesses. Some of them I know and some of them I don't. You know, some of the restaurants that you know. And it's awesome to that, you know, the, the what they were able to get and, and raise and get out there um, is great. And Minnesota United came through with a big chunk of that. So um, Jack Kiewicz says, do I trade Molino to Toronto for two first round picks in a in an international an international slot and some GAM in uh, football manager? 
Um, none of you guys play football, football manager, right? No. No, but I'm just going to go off of regular MLS and say that's a deal. (laughs) Um, That is a deal. It is not a deal in uh, football manager. You don't get good draft picks. um, And uh, you never like draft anyone good. And the game is probably like 50 bucks. I don't ever trade within MLS, basically. Um, Brandon DePilla says, any chance we get refunded our season tickets since we won't be able to enjoy a lineup game for a while? Um, No. 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 Um, It sounds like, I think we talked about this before, what LAFC has told their um, fans, um, because they actually communicate with them, is that uh, they will, the the season ticket will then just get, uh, that money will get kind of basically put for next year. um, Yeah, they'll transfer it, yeah. And if you are hard up and need the money, they will refund it. Um, but that, that's at least what LAFC is. I, I think, yeah, it, uh, uh, go ahead, Mark. No, was, I thought it was interesting how like prior to like, at like end of March, Miss United sent out a thing to all the t- season dealers, like, you know, April, you know, first is when we, you, you collect the payment for the month. Um, we're not going to collect it this month. If you want to pay, you can call us, whatever, but it's up to you. And then May was just silent. Like, we didn't hear a single thing unless yep. I missed an email. Like, I mean, I, I didn't get charged. And I, I thought I thought I saw an email that. come through that were like, hey, we're not going to do it again. Maybe I didn't see Maybe, maybe we I did. I don't, I don't remember. You know, I mean, I, I in, in some sense, uh, as a, uh, like, it's very hard to know when to update people on things in, in, in um, these uncertain times, uh, trademark. Um it because it's kind of like well we don't know right like today i finally put out a um uh, a post for blackheart because people were ask, asking like oh are you can do something outdoors and it's like no we've got like room for five tables and um and i do really and, like the gray shirts i'm just waiting my wife's approval to order one. Oh, thank you yeah yeah um, blackheart, I, I, I didn't wait and i ordered one this afternoon new gray shirts yep they're um i'm very excited um so uh or or just mark you can wait and get the the jersey when we do a new pre-order so um, i could do both why not both oh my god shit all right um so you know it, there's one thing where it's like you know there's no real news right now because we still don't know about things but at some point you have to like make a point where it's like okay well it's been like two months we still don't know anything but we need a partial update you know that you have to say something at some point and uh, I know that Minnesota doesn't like to say anything until they know everything, but just you gotta you gotta say you gotta like shit or get off the pot, right? Um, you gotta do something so that people know and make just make a decision. Yeah, I, I think I think they're they're in the spot where having those prepayments. I mean, it's a lot of cash on hand. It helps it it and it helps them, you know. Uh, figure out their operating expenses for the next year and because you know i can't imagine they're in the black yet in terms of not having to pay for tcf like no way like they're still they're still a startup club so it's you know that's why i mean me personally i mean i'm not hard up for the cash and and i'm happy to give them that loan for the next year um but you know i i would imagine or hope that we'd get some communication from them even saying we have no idea what's going to happen we don't know yet you'll know as soon as we do and that's about it and that would be fine for now um but i i do imagine that it'll be uh, a credit toward next year 
you'll owe the balance if the prices have to go up, which would suck if the prices have to go up. Um, and then, uh, yeah, but I, I, I got to imagine that every team is going to offer some sort of reimbursement if you're hard up for cash. Yeah. Um, Leo Spot says, how many goals would uh, Emeria have at, by this point? Um, 15. Oh, you totally just counted how many matches they, they would have played by now, didn't you? No, I was just going by the amount of goals that Maria has in my uh, my uh, league and <laughs> FIFA. So he has 15 goals. Molino has 12. Tacon has take seven goals and seven assists. And um, Tyler Miller has only led in four goals. So yeah, no, because like if they're, if they're if they had actually played the season out. Uh, last Saturday would have been their 15th match of the season against Portland. And then uh, Wednesday this week is they would have played um, against Aug- Augsburg. I, I don't know. Augsburg. I, 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 was, I always pronounced it as the college uh, has taught me to pronounce it in Minnesota. So when I was watching the Bundesliga, the pronunciation threw me a bit. But, um, but yeah, oh, no, that, that match would have been Chacon's first start, right? That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That would have been the that would have been the start of free check on. <laughs> we all would have been at the stadium with, with my uh, yo, my so life size free check on. Yo, soy Chaconista. Right, yo, right, soy yeah. Look, look, look! I, I I've been talking with Nubia. People have been asking me about my free check on sticker I have in the back of the car that I have. <laughs> I've told people that we're working on getting some way to making that into like a big T-shirt, just like a free check on. I'm I'm gonna I'm still going to uh um get a a, a shirt that that has the fist and it says Chaconista. Uh, uh, Unidos. Um. So uh, last question. Or no, I've got uh yeah last question. This comes from uh, El Oregonio. Um. If Bruce's if Bruce picks three songs. Oh, if Bruce's picks for three songs played Alexi's picks for three songs, who would win? How would they line up? Uh, did you guys listen to the music podcast? Not both of them. Yeah, no. Remind us what the three songs were. Oh, you didn't, Corey? Oh, wow. Uh, no, no, I make podcasts. I don't listen to them. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you download us, all we really matters, right? Um yeah, as long as you do, as long as you give me the hits. So, um, uh, you know, uh, Bruce's three were, um, uh, let's see, LL Cool J, Rock the Bells, Patti Smith, Gloria, and The Orbs, a huge, ever-growing, pulsating brain that rules from the center of the ultra world. Um, that play goes up against Alex- Alexi Lawless's uh, John Cougar, Jack and Diane, Rat round and round until Tuesday coming up close. Um, then El Oregonio uh noted that I just dropped the Ariel uh, Castillo, which uh her lineup is Sex Pistols, Anarchy in the UK, Desmond Decker, Decker's uh 007 Shantytown, and Goldie's Inner City Life. Um, I mean, I go with Bruce. You do? You go with Bruce, Corey? I go with Bruce, yeah. Uh, I say you I say you take all three from each one and you play it as a three person, like a three on three on three matchup. Oh, with three goals? Yeah, and just see what happens. All right. Oh. No, I mean Bruce picked the orb. Like that win that beats everybody. That's like the trump card, if you will, of like the all the matchups. 
Is it? I mean, I've never really done drugs, but it seems like <laughs> the only way you answer that is if you've done a lot of drugs. Sometimes I'm more, I just really like electronic music a lot. Well, I mean, so you don't like Goldie Inner City Life? I don't like Rat. Mark, which three LCD sound system songs would you put on? Oh, this is how much time do we have? I check your watch. All right, we got a solid at least three hours. Let me explain to you. This is where we do a slow fade of one of all of my favorite songs at LCD sound systems. But we will start Mm. with uh, "I Love You," but you bring me down. Don't. All right, I'll stop. Uh, I I mean, I mean, I I would say um, the fun part about doing all three is that um, not. None of them, none of the songs on any of the three really register as my, like, what would, anything closer to what I would pick, you know, and which is kind of great. Um, the great part about music is that, you know, Alexi's answers to all, all of it was like, um, no pretense, right? Like, here's things that when I was like a teenager, just like, were awesome to me. Like, I just wanted to, I found this song that was like the perfect, like, dude with a guitar and I could pick up girls and that was cool. And like that, that was great. I, I, I loved the Alexi interview. It was really fun to do. Um, what I liked about our, uh, talking to Ariel um, is that um, she had this, the, a very similar um, uh, Anglophilia um, fa- phase of her music. I love that Def Leppard record. um but like hers was completely different right like i didn't i don't think i had heard desmond decker until i was in my 20s and like or probably had but had no idea who he was um or why he was important i literally had never heard that goldie song before because i like drum and bass is like electronic music is like can go fuck a duck i don't care but ariel her um when i asked her the um the the um, worst band of all time. She did say uh, Dave Matthews Band, Corey. She's not so. wrong. She's she's absolutely not wrong. <laughs> the worst experience of my life was when I went to a Dave Matthews Band concert at uh, Alpine Valley, and the mushrooms did not work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you should have. I, yeah. I think the best experience I had is when I took Nubia to go see a Backstreet Boy concert at the Tiger Center. I think it was. And literally, as they came out right after Cisco did the song song, they came out, and I fell asleep for an hour straight. And it was like screaming, screaming teenagers and screaming older women, and I was just sleeping. Literally, like Nubi had to nudge me a couple of times to make sure I was still, I, I was, I was awake, and I was like, "Oh, great, this is this is perfect." It was, I'm just it was take the a nap best and most expensive nap of your life. It was worth it. Um, well, I've, I've got a couple more of those episodes, uh, coming. Um, uh, so that should be pretty fun. I, and I also think that like, basically the, the people I'm going to talk to, um, are, are, will all have like music completely, uh, different taste of mine, which is very fun to talk to, talk to people, but I have to like do some research so that I, uh, I actually know what the hell they're doing. Like uh, they send me their, their list in advance. So I'm like, Oh shit, I gotta, like, I had never heard that orb, the orb song. And I was like, the hell is this? So, um, and then I have to I pretend that I know what it is. Uh, anyway, uh, that's it, guys. Thank you. This is fun. Woohoo. Great. Cool. Good talk. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Wes. I, I, I thought we were going to talk about, you know, a little. A, a little.